Hello, Screamer, and welcome to Scream Stream, your spoiler-free guide to streaming horror entertainment. I'm your host, James Gass. If you're new to the show, what I do is pick a horror movie from one of the various streaming services and give it a spoiler-free review. ScreamStream is available wherever podcasts are served, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Just head over to ScreamPod.com and all of those subscription links are there in the sidebar. And while you're there, you can listen to all the current episodes of the podcast, as well as find me on all of my social links. So let's get into a few things uh, I've been watching. And first up, I want to mention The Haunting of Hill House. This series just hit Netflix uh, last week, I think. Yeah, last week, maybe. And uh, we watched the first two episodes, and we haven't, we haven't, okay. So we watched the first two episodes and just hadn't gotten back to it yet. But the first two episodes that we saw were really good. Uh, so far, the show looks really good. A lot of good uh, production value. The writing is great. Um it's directed by Mike Flanagan, whom I love. He's done several films already that that I just fell in love with, um, including Oculus, Hush, uh, Before I Wake, uh, and several others. And he also, I think he wrote a few stories for the No Sleep podcast. Um, and uh, I know uh, C.K. Walker, who writes a lot of the stories for uh, the No Sleep Podcast. I know she wrote some of the episodes. So a really good show. Uh, it's based on the novel by Shirley Jackson. Loosely based because there are some some things that changed. I think I'll do a full review of the of the show once we finish all of the episodes. Uh, and that'll be coming in later on down the road. Maybe, um, maybe a month or so from now. Uh, as soon as we get that show finished, I'll do a full review. Then I also started Tales from the Hood too. Uh, it was okay. Some of the stories were were good, and then I haven't finished the last bit of it. I think I got like thirty minutes left. Uh, I think I, I started watching it one night and fell asleep, and I just couldn't finish it. And I will go back to to finish the rest of it, um, hopefully soon. And then I've been watching a lot of uh, Twilight Zone. Because on Hulu, I think Hulu is like the only streaming service that has season four. And season four is where they 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 did hour-long episodes. And nobody else has season four. Netflix doesn't have it. Uh, Amazon Prime, they don't have it. Hulu is the only streaming service that has season four for whatever reason. Uh, so I've been going back and watching those. And Twilight Zone is like one, it's one of my favorite TV shows. Uh, as far as like sci-fi and horror genre go and season four is just one of those that I didn't get to watch as much. So I, I went back and started watching that season and Netflix also has a brand new show that just came out this week called haunted. And I watched the first two episodes of that. And so far it's pretty good. And it's basically like, if you watch those paranormal reality shows where you know, you have somebody who's talking to a camera and sharing their paranormal experience. I think uh, A Haunting uh, was like that. There's a show on sci-fi that was like that. Uh, and then you also had like My Ghost Story and uh, My Celebrity Ghost Story. It's like that, but different. So you have the person who is telling their story. And rather than talking to a camera, they're talking to a room of uh, full of their friends and family. And usually it's like four or five 
family members, and they're telling their story to them for the first time. And supposedly these are true stories. I I don't know if I don't know how to account for that because the second episode, the first episode, I was like, okay, I kind of believe this guy, and the second episode, the story was so so like this should have been in the news, but nobody ever heard of this. Uh, so I'm kind of wondering if it was BS. Uh, but apparently, but supposedly they're true stories. But the the sequences that they do, like the the dramatizations they do, are really good and really well done, and far superior than to any of the other type of shows like this I've seen. Just really well executed and super creepy, and uh, a couple really good jump scares just in those first two episodes, and they're only like thirty minutes long. I think it's like six episodes. Uh, but it's called Haunted, and it's on Netflix now. Uh, go check that out. And maybe I'll do a, a full review uh, on that on that show uh, when I'm done with that one. Uh, and then finally, uh, Saturday night. It's Monday night now. Saturday night, we went to the theater and saw Halloween at 1030 at night. And I have to say, it is, it, uh, man, it it is a perfect film. It is a perfect sequel. Even by itself, by itself, it's it's a perfect film. To me, without giving a whole lot of way, uh, it is better than the original. They did such an amazing job on this movie, and the way they brought Michael back was just absolutely fantastic. So, Dawn of the Dead from 2004 used to have one of my favorite, like that was my favorite opening in title sequences in film ever. Uh, you had the whole, the sequence where she, um, the little girl came into their house and she killed, they, the little girl killed her husband and she had to escape out of the bathroom. She was driving down the street and things were exploding and people were getting killed all around her. And then you had the title sequence of all the news clips with the uh, Johnny Cash song playing in the background. That was like my favorite intro sequence until I saw Halloween and the whole film. Well, the, the sequence, the opening sequence kind of set you up, set the tone perfectly. It was so tense and so dark. And, and then the title of sequence of course is, is just classic. And it had everything that I wanted in it. There was very little humor uh, there was only like one funny part in the mil- in the movie, and it was like it wasn't even it it, it was just per- it fit in there perfectly. Yeah, there wasn't much humor at all. Very subtle jokes here and there, and by the end of it, I was just like, "Wow, this is it was amazing." If you haven't seen Halloween yet, go and see it in the theater while you can. It's one of those films that you, you have to see it in a theater. You have to. Uh, so, yeah. If you can, as soon as you can, go to your local theater. Watch it. It was It's perfect for me. I, like, this, I guess this is like my review of Halloween. <laughs> my, uno- my unofficial official review. It's, it's a five out of five all the way. Uh, it is, to me, 
anyway, it, it's a perfect film. It was everything, <laughs> everything that I had hoped for, everything that I wanted out of a sequel, out of a out of a Halloween film. They took it very seriously. Yeah, it was it was amazing. So there you go. There's there's my <laughs> my uh, unofficial review of Halloween. I don't know why I say unofficial. I guess because it's not streaming. It's it's cheating a little bit because you have to go to the theater and see it, but I highly recommend that you do that. So yeah, there you go. So why I was late this week with this episode, uh, we have not had AC for the entire week. Uh, our AC unit went out and it has been hot as balls and it's hot as balls in my office and I can't turn on the fan while I record because then there's just like this constant noise uh, and it, it's just going to be distracting for you. So I... I it's just too hot to record. Uh, we finally got our air, air conditioner fixed today. They finally came and fixed it. They were supposed to fix it Friday. And I guess the delivery people made a mistake. And we went for the rest of the week without air conditioner. And it was it's hot in South Florida. It's, it's crazy hot. Um, but I kept thinking, you know, it could be worse. We could be one of those those folks who, who were affected by the hurricane recently and not even have a place to stay. So I, I kind of try to keep a positive mind about it as much as I could. Um, but man, it was hot. And so that's why I didn't record because when I'm in my office here, my quote unquote office, I have to close the door. I can't turn on the fans. Um, so, but that's why I was like, but have AC now back on track. And, uh, for this week's episode, I am reviewing always watching a Marble Hornet story. Now I have talked about this film, for the past four weeks, I think, and pleaded with you to go to the YouTube channel and check it out and watch those 93 clips. Hopefully you did. You probably didn't, but hopefully you did. I have hope. Because <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen the YouTube channel, I, I do highly recommend it. So this film was written by Ian Shore, and uh, this was based off of Marble Hornets by Joseph Delag Delay Delage. Delage, 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 and directed by James Moran. This stars Alexandra Breckenridge, Chris Marquette, and Jake Dorman. And for a brief plot synopsis, a small town news team discovers a box of videotapes where a faceless figure dressed in a dark suit haunts and torments a family, slowly driving them insane. Soon after, they realize that the quote-unquote operator has begun to stalk them as well. So let's start off with the acting. Um, acting is actually really good. I was pleasantly surprised. You know, a lot of times with these found footage films, it's kind of hit and miss whether the acting is going to be good or not. Because uh, a lot of times it's, it's I want to say no, I think no name is such a rude term, I guess. They're, they're unknown actors. So I didn't know exactly, you know, what to, what to expect from, from, um, these actors, but they all did a really good job and I was happily or pleasantly surprised. Uh, Doug Jones plays the operator and Doug Jones, you know him from, um, the shape of water and he was in Pan's labyrinth and he was in Hellboy two as, uh, uh, Abe. Uh, he's done a lot of work and he is such an amazing physical actor and he plays all these creatures so well. Uh, but he was the operator. And I think he's probably like the only actor that I really know in the film. Uh, but they all did really good. I was, I was pleasantly surprised by that. 
and to be a found footage film, it had nice production value. They, they, you tell they, they spent a lot of time and care, um, on the effects of the film, on the, the visuals, everything looked nice. It all looked like it was in camera. Like it didn't look over CGI. Like I've seen some stuff just look really bad. Um, most recently, I think one of the bit, uh, bad Ben films, um, some of the visuals now were just really bad. Uh, but the visuals in this, the visual effects and the special effects were really good. I mean, just absolutely spot on. Uh, the story doesn't really tie in a whole lot into Marble Hornets. And I think uh, a lot of people were upset, like a lot of fans of, of the web series were upset about that because it doesn't, it, it's kind of its own thing. It exists in the same universe. Like when you see Slender Man kind of, um, show up on camera, the, the camera twitches a little bit like it does in the web series. Uh, the whole premise about the more you look into Slender Man, uh, the more he stalks you and, and becomes attached to you. That was kind of, uh, tied into it, but that's really about it. It's kind of, it's, it's own thing within the Marble Hornets universe. And I think I was okay with that. Uh, it didn't really bother me that much because it still was a really good story. There is a whole kind of love triangle subplot that didn't really do it for me. I wasn't really into that. I, I think I, I could have done without that. It didn't really add much to the story. It all it did was was there to add like some tension between the characters, and I think you could have done that in a little more interesting way, um, other than having a, a love triangle subplot that just didn't. I don't think it was really like fleshed out as much as it could have been. Other than those small like nitpicky things, I really liked the film. I, I, and it's not just because I'm a sucker for found footage. I think they just did a really good job on the overall story and getting you into the film, like, um, the opening sequence. And this one was really good. And it kind of pulled you right into it. And I like the fact that there was a lot of mystery to be solved. And I've noticed that in a lot of recent found footage films, nothing really happens until like the, the third act or the last 30 minutes of a film. Most all, all the way up until that point is, is just, I guess, boring character development and story development. And then, then they start to show the scary stuff. But with this one, like right from the get go, they always gave you enough to, to, to keep you on edge and to make sure that, you know, this is a supernatural film and bad things are going to happen. And they always just give you that little bit right, right when you need it. Um, there's a few good jump scares in there. Not a whole lot. I think that's a good thing. It doesn't, I don't think it really relied on jump scares too much. So overall, I do think it was just a really well done film. And I have to get credit, give credit to um, Eric Vasquez, who turned me on to this film. It had been sitting in my queue for the longest time. Uh, in my Amazon queue. And he, he, I think he sent me a message on Twitter. He's like, Hey, have you checked this film out? I was like, no, I haven't, I haven't seen the movie yet, but uh, I watched the, the YouTube channel. Uh, and I recommended the, the YouTube channel to him. And I told him I'd, I'd uh, 
check the film out. And I did. And I was like, oh, I got to review this one. So uh, thanks, Eric, for, for finally getting me to watch this movie. I liked it a lot. It currently has a 4.8 on IMDb. Uh, I think that's low for my rating. Uh, out of a 5, I would, I would probably give this like a 4. If not a 4, like a 3.75. Uh, it's not perfect by any means, uh, and there are some things I think could have left, been left out, uh, but I think it was well done for a found footage film, for an indie film. Yeah, I think a 3.75 or, or a 4. Let's just go for it. We'll go 4 out of 5 uh, for this one. I really enjoyed it. I, th I think you will, too. If you like found footage films, you're definitely going to like it. If you If you're kind of on the fence about them, I would at least check this one out and um, you'll, you'll probably enjoy it. Uh, if you are a, or if you uh, follow the fan page on Facebook, I shared an article about like five found footage films you want to watch this year or something like that. Uh, and there are some also, there's some more good recommendations for found footage films on that list as well. And if you want to check out the Facebook page, it's uh, facebook.com slash screen pod. Uh, and I have a link to that article there. And then I think I also posted on my Twitter account, um, scream underscore stream. Um, cause I, I love found footage films. I don't know why, I guess, you know what it is? Like every time, every time I watch one, I think about, uh, the closer of this show is, um, if it was real, the cameraman we did would be dead too. Well, in found footage films, the cameraman usually dies. <laughs> so <laughs> it kind of throws that out the window. Uh, I thought about that the other day. I was like, huh, that, that's, that's kind of funny. Um, yeah, really good film. I'd, I highly recommend that you go and check, check that out. It's always watching a Marvel Hornets story and it's available. I think it's also available on Hulu. Yeah, it is. It's on Hulu and on Amazon prime. Um, so yeah, go check those out. All right. So let's get into some new streaming releases, releases, releases and uh, let's start off with Netflix here uh, we have Apostle this looks really good this is a Netflix original uh, I've heard this is super gory super bloody I do plan on watching this very soon uh, my wife and I are going to check it out because we watched the trailer uh, this weekend and we both thought it looked pretty good uh, Aramantari the blacksmith and the devil this is a foreign film looked more of like fantasy horror uh, it kind of reminded me of like legend. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch this or not. It, I'm kind of on the fence. Maybe I'll check it out. Uh, and then we have the haunting of Hill house series. I talked about this earlier. I will do a full review of this show when we, when we finish it, uh, tales from the hood started watching it. It's okay. I think, you know, I would probably give this like a 3.3 .3 out of five. If you hear that airplane, I do apologize. Uh, and then we also have the show haunted, I uh, watched the first two episodes. Uh, I might do a review of that after I'm done with it. And then on Amazon, we have Blood Theater. Uh, bad. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got a new Bad Ben film <laughs> called The Crescent Moon Clown. I watched the trailer. It looks super cheesy. Of course, I'm going to watch it. And I will do a, I'll, I'll do like a mini review on, on an upcoming episode. Um, but we do have another bad bedroom film. I love these movies for some reason. I don't know why they're not that great, but they're fun to watch. I guess, um, Jack's back. I think this is the one with James Bader. I think, 
Uh, then we have Exorcist 3. If you haven't seen that movie, man, you've got to check it out. Uh, excellent film. Then we have Sleepaway Camp 1, 2, and 3. My wife and I tried to watch part 3 the other day, or Saturday, yeah, on Saturday. It was just too bad. We had to, we, we had to cut that off. Uh, Animal, which I think is a sci-fi movie. I actually like that one. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. It's not great, but it, I mean, it's fun to watch. We have the original Ben uh, from the 70s, uh, the movie about the mouse, or the I guess the rat. Uh, Bad Moon. Uh, this is one with, I think, Lance Hendricks is in, is in this werewolf movie, I think. Uh, Dreamscape. Awesome movie with Dennis Quaid uh, from the 80s. You just have to watch the trailer to to see this one. Uh, I loved this movie when I was a kid, um, so I definitely recommend that you go and check that out. We have Outpost. Uh, I heard about this. Always wanted to see it. I've I've seen the sequel, but I never saw the original available for for streaming. But it is now, uh, so I will be watching that. And then we also have the Howling franchise. Actually. I saw how the Howling 2 through 4, but I didn't see part 1 on there. Uh, I will have to go and double check. But I did not see uh, the Howling 1 uh, on Amazon. All right, and then for Hulu, we have Wreck 1 through 4. This is the Spanish. Uh, the first two films, yeah, the first two films were found footage. And then uh, part 3 and part 4 were, were, were cinematic films. I forgot what the, the actual term is for that. Uh, narratives. They were uh, cinematic narratives. I think that's what it is. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> but really good series. If you haven't seen those, I do recommend that you check that out. And then Hulu also has like their whole Huluween section where they've got like uh, hor uh, Halloween episodes from various TV shows like The Simpsons and uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, then they also have like a bunch of, of classic horror films up there. And it's like a curated sort of section on Hulu right now. And they've got some good stuff in there. Uh, so do check that out. And then they also have Halloween film fest, which is like a bunch of uh, short films done by uh, indie filmmakers. I think most of those episodes are like 10 minutes or less. So uh, check those out if you can. And they also have Halloween baking championship. Okay. Before, before you judge me, I love cooking channels. I love food network. And food competitions are like one of my favorite types of shows. And I love, I love, um, uh, holiday baking championship and I love the spring one. And, uh, they added the Halloween bake. I didn't, I didn't even know they, they did this cause we don't have like the food network channel. So we have to watch it when they, up uh, when they update the uh, shows on Hulu. Um, we, wa we watch all, all like the old shows, um, but they added Halloween Baking Championship up there. Uh, so, yes, I do enjoy the uh, cooking shows. And then finally on Shudder, we have The Awakening, which is a British sort of haunted house film. Really good. Recommend you check it out. Uh, the Old Dark House from the 50s, I think. It's either late 40s or early 50s. Uh, and I think Boris Karloff was in that. Yeah. Uh, that's on there. Terrified. This film looks really good. It's gotten a lot of hype on Dread Central, Dread Central and uh, iHorror. Uh, so go check that out. And then a, Discover, a Discovery of Witches, which is an original Shudder series. Uh, all this stuff looks good. I still don't have a Shudder 
subscription. If any of you know somebody who works at Shutter and would love to give me a subscription, that would be nice because I've ran out of email addresses. Um, so I can't get any more free trials. <laughs> that's how I was getting Shutter. Uh, so yeah, that's it for the, uh, new streaming movies. And then next week, you know, I was going to do, um, I was going to do a quiet place, but since it's Halloween and I couldn't, I didn't want, I didn't want to do, you know, review Halloween movies, the Halloween movies. I didn't want to review those because I think everybody else is going to be doing those. Um, I think what I might actually do is review Tales of Halloween, which is a, uh, it's an anthology film available right now on Netflix. Uh, so I think I'll, I'll review that. I don't think I reviewed it on the original run of Scream Stream. So yeah, I think I'm good there. But yeah, I'll review that next week since it is the week of Halloween. So if you haven't seen that, go watch it and you can check out the review next week. All right, so that's going to do it for this week's episode of Scream Stream. If you'd like to keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can do so at ScreamPod.com where you can find links to all of my social profiles. While you're there, you can listen to episodes and subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. If you have a movie you'd like me to review, go to ScreamPod.com slash contact, fill out the form, and email me uh, your recommendations, or you can go to the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash screenpod, or hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com slash scream underscore stream. Uh, hit me up over there and uh, let me know if there's a film you'd like me to review or one that you think I might want to check out. Because, uh, uh, you know, picking movies, it's sometimes it is hard. It's like, because, you know, you want to review the obscure stuff, but then you also want to review something that's going to get you noticed in iTunes or whatever and, and get you like listens. I hate, you know, I, I hate that, but unfortunately that's just the nature of the beast. I want to get listens. So I don't want to be like clickbaity, but you know what I mean? So if there's something that you, you want to check out and make my decision making easier, please Please recommend a film. Uh, again, I want to thank Eric Vasquez for recommending uh, Always Watching. I do greatly appreciate that, Eric. Uh, thank you so much. I enjoyed the film. And hopefully, uh, if you haven't seen this film, you'll uh, check it out and enjoy it as well. And then lastly, music used for Scream Stream was created by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. Until next week, I'm James Gassing. If it was real, the camera would be dead too. Unless it's found footage. Good night. Peace.